Well, I'm Joe Bill Schertzinger. And I'm Melissa Sims. And this is Nearly Sacred Dot Us. <laughs> what do we have for today? Well, the main theme for today is deplatforming and hacking. That sounds interesting. We'll be. Show segments include current events or news, uh, specifically coronal mass ejection, Russia hack, Whoa. and FireEye. Pretty, pretty serious business. Very serious. Then we have a little bit of catching up on JB and Melissa, where we talk about deplatforming and governmental problems and societal implications. And then we'll probably wrap it up because we don't want to get too heavy on everybody. Well, I'm glad you know what you're talking about. Well, I've studied I'm, it. I, all right. So I started to get ready for this, but then I realized the way I got ready was on my computer and I can't reach my computer from here. So um, you're going to lead this and I'm going to try to follow along, I guess. So now we have Melissa's technical difficulties. <laughs> We'll have to talk about Dropbox. And Melissa's not at the top of her game right this second. Dropbox and sync thing we'll have to talk I about later. I dropped my, no, my brain, not my body. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Sometimes they're both the, one and the same. <laughs> okay. So the good news is I'm, I am I got a degree in this sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, and not the spiritual side because you can't really get a degree in that as much. I mean, you right. could get a divinity doctorate or something, I guess, which yeah. I have an honorary one of those. But mm-hmm. um, I don't usually lean on it that much because... You know, people uh, debate the origins of your degree and such Mm -hmm. Mm because we live in a society that does that. Mm -hmm. Unless you get an honorary degree from like Harvard, then you're everything. Even then, people debate it. Like, you know, this whole, uh, what's the word I would use with a Biden potential president claim where he's, they're saying that they don't think his wife should be able to use the doctor degree on her name. Yeah. Even if you have played the game, sometimes people still swat you down. Yeah. So... Uh, I want to start off with um, this coronal mass ejection, and I need to pull up my relevant link here. Okay. So, you know what a coronal mass ejection is, right? Well, yeah. Okay, so (laughs) what is it? The sun's mads. That's what I say. The sun's mads. The sun is spit at us, spit in our eye. So, uh, I believe, yeah, this is. um, That sounds gross too, but I mean, you know. This is from uh, Forbes.com. And this was on December the 9th, although I think this occurred on the 8th, but I guess we'll find out. A powerful solar flare produces bright northern lights this week, right? So that's what Forbes says. We come down, we've got a very angry looking picture of the sun with prominences or like it's kind of a really bad hair day, like it just woke up. and Kind of looks like a heart, but well, yeah. But oh, you're going to provide links at the end of this, correct? Yeah, I'm going to put it okay. in the, the podcast. Because nobody can see this. It says, right now, a cloud of high speed plasma is heading our way through space. It is a highly charged belch from our sun being blown right into our collective faces. A coronal mass ejection, an eruption of material from near the surface of the sun that launches a mass of protons and electrons into space at about a million miles per hour. Oh, so wait, it burped, so it has a third chakra problem. It's got yeah. a belly problem. That would be Leo. I understand. It's a Leo issue. <laughs> uh, it talks about how pretty the Nora, Aurora Borealis are, not the Nori, but the Aurora Borealis. And... Um, it says it tends to erupt from unsettled areas on the sun called sunspots. This would happen earlier this week when a flare of moderate strength and a CME fired off from our sun in our direction. On Monday, a C7 class flare erupted from sunspot AR2790. So it goes on down and um, we Looks can see 12-7. So that would be a significant date, wouldn't it? Why, indeed it is. What uh, What's significant about that date? Well, if I recall on podcast, was it one or two? I don't know. You would have to give me an episode and reference number. 
Well, remember we talked about December 7th, and you did not remember yeah, what true. day that was, I was which I a, was shocked. It's because I was reliving Pearl Harbor every <laughs> single day. So Pearl Harbor, and it was um, also the founding of our church, which we did not pick that day. It just oh, happened yeah. to end up being that day. The paperwork completed on that it day. It did. So it was incorporated but in like... there's no coincidence, right? Somewhere else. No, yeah. It definitely did not happen by accident. So, right. So usually you see the sun act up or act out when it's got some kind of imbalance. It used to be anciently that it was like the, uh, the sun chariot because it's the thing that produces all of life on our planet. Mm-hmm. So when you see it do that, it's kind of like the sun's listening to Devo. It's got like a little whipping going on, you know, right. it's, it's whipping it. Mm-hmm. And it hits the earth and those those flares are pretty serious. The earth has a protective shield mm-hmm. on it, which is what makes the Aurora Borealis and as people, we all sit around and go, mm, it's creamy. But in reality, it's like a cosmic war. Like it's like pretty serious. Yeah, the sun's not happy serious. and it makes pretty lights. Mm-hmm. And we're impressed by that in the end. So the uh, the date Pearl Harbor, all that picks back up off of the the war, the bombing of, of Pearl Harbor. So it's almost like the sun then bombed us. Yeah, it's in kinda, a way. It's kind of like the sun was unhappy yet. Okay. And if you look into the history of Pearl Harbor, it's not what it appears to be. Can you imagine that? Hmm. There are people that say that we had uh, some notice of Pearl Harbor before Pearl Harbor happened. Hmm. That doesn't sound too unfamiliar. Right. So if that were the case, you could see why the sun might be a little upset. Yeah. Might have a little bit of a tantrum. But it segues into something more interesting to me in the sense that, I mean, the sun's pretty interesting. Right. But then we move on into FireEye. What happened with FireEye? This is a big deal. It's been going around. Maybe not. It hasn't really been reported on uh, regular news, MSM channels and such, but it's making big, big waves. We're going to talk about it from the perspective of when the sun chooses to deplatform you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty big platform that it knocks you off of. It's called Earth. Right. So <laughs> you can have all the deep state things that you want, but if the sun deplatforms us, we're pretty screwed. <laughs> yeah, we're getting deplatformed. So interestingly, this is a cybersecurity place called uh, FireEye, right? And they provide a lot of infrastructure that uh, is called uh, Orion, evidently, hmm. right? Which just so happens to be a constellation, which is a pretty big coincidence, don't you think? If you believe in such a thing. Yeah, I don't believe in no. coincidences or, not at all. or disturbances. <laughs> so they are a huge, huge company that um, all these governmental people have contracted out to. And they've called themselves FireEye. And the software they're using is called Orion. And the back-end reporting tool they're using is called... Any guesses? You didn't prepare for this at all, <laughs> did you? Solar winds. Oh, hmm. solar winds. I was going to say cat litter, but... So, no, it doesn't have anything to do with cat litter whatsoever. So, our cat decided to grace us with some podcast fun. So, that's another story for another day. But um, FireEye, from the Egyptian perspective, is called what? Orion. Arcturus? N- neither of those. <laughs> This you is caught me off. This is I told really pathetic. You, I'm having an off day. you know this. Everybody knows this. I just got this. interrupted. The cat. Everything. It's the eye on the top of the pyramid. I'll give you a hint. Oh God, the eye of Sauron. No, <laughs> also oh, wrong. Yes, I know. I'm so, just being so silly. they're they're setting this thing up and they're calling it basically raw. Hmm. 
me. That's really what's happened here. Well, so yeah, the eye of Sauron. Yeah, you can get it's into kinda that. Kind of like that. But but, but now I mean, we know. I mean, but not really because they're they're not coming off Lord of the Rings. They're coming off of Egypt. Right. They're doing some pretty serious stuff here because they're saying this is an all-seeing eye in essence. Great. It's a fire eye, I right? Love that. So we'll read this article, which is from The Guardian. FireEye, one of the largest cybersecurity companies in the U.S., said on Tuesday that foreign government hackers with world-class capabilities broke into its network and stole tools it uses to test the defenses of its thousands of customers, who include federal, state, and local governments and major global corporations. The hackers primarily sought information related to certain government customers, said FireEye CEO Kevin Mandia in a statement. Without naming them, he said there was no indication the hackers got customer information from the company's consulting or incident response businesses. All right. So that's pretty serious. If you're an IT security pro and this mm-hmm. stuff starts to hit, you're in deep trouble. Yeah. Not to mention that they came into the spot that the government uses this, this company for their defense, for the treasury. Mm-hmm. So behind it, they postulate it's a nation state that organized this attack. Guess who? What country? Uh, I mean, it's all over the news. You should have seen this somewhere. China. No, Russia. Russia. <laughs> I knew it had to be one of them. So, I mean, yeah, take one of the bad guys from the last, like, 50 years. So, my, my research, you know, went someplace else. So, well, I, was, I was doing something else. That's fine, but you have to know the main highway. I went into the guy who owned it. I That's also coming up, but right. I'm not there yet. Okay. So, so the... The guy that owned it, uh, we'll get into in just a second because I want to make sure I don't need to say anything else uh, on that point. And uh, so, yeah, here we go. Who owns FireEye? 3.5 billion cybersecurity giant says it was hacked by nation with top tier offensive capabilities. Mm. So 3.5 billion. That's a lot of money. That is an exceptional amount of money. Mm. So what did your research turn up as to who owns it? Well, you see, it's sitting over there on my computer, but I can tell you this. His last name is Butt, like as in B-U-T-T. Okay. So um, that would probably be the more modern owner of this. Yeah. Um, let me double check that. Oh, Who, maybe that was Solar Wind, but let me hold on. Okay. So, so the original founder of the company, his name is Ashar Aziz. Butt. His last name's Butt. No, this person who originally founded the company's name is Ashar Aziz. I'm going to show you. It's Butt. It is not Butt. His name is Ashar Aziz. Aziz Butt. Melissa, so we go to his page and we find that his name is Ashar Aziz with no Butt whatsoever in it. Butt. Ashar Aziz Butt. Okay, fine. Then it's got Butt on the end of his name. Yes. Uh, on Wikipedia, evidently, but that is not how they refer to him anyplace no. else. No, well, would you? No, yeah, it's probably a good reason not to. My second grade teacher's last name was Mrs. Betts, just so. That is an actual last name. Okay, so you're correct. He does have butt, but every place else doesn't refer to him as that, and he's not the actual owner of the company. He's the founder of the company. Right. In this particular situation. He founded it, yes. Uh, Islamabad, Pakistan is where he grew up. Mm-hmm. And he's got linkages, when you start studying this all out, with a prominent antivirus company. Do you have any guesses as to who it is? No. McAfee. I was going to say that. 
But I didn't. McAfee. McAfee, as you remember. He's crazy. He's crazy a, pirate right now. I think he's in jail somewhere right now. I haven't now. heard anything about him for a while. No, he got with that chick and then, you know, that um, questionable repute chick mm-hmm. that he married. Mm-hmm. Then he started toting guns on his boat out in the right. middle of the ocean. He turned into a pirate. Because he said the IRS was stalking him. Right. And then he got really big into cryptocurrency stuff, uh, hardcore, and said that that's where he was going to go because he didn't really like the American government and how they did things. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's kind of become a pirate, like going from port to port, sort of. And then the last I knew of him, he had been detained. Right. I can't remember I where. Know. I haven't heard. I haven't or, kept up with him. There's or, too much going on. Or for, for why, but he also was going to try to run for president. So yeah. these are pretty big players here. Uh, so interestingly with disease, he worked where before that? Would your research or turn sun, up? Sun, sun, soft system. Oh, well, that would be the sun. Yes. That's like a literal allusion to the sun. Show. Except yes. not the sun. Um, sun microsystems. Right. So you did work for sun. And if you come on down, the core of the FireEye platform is a virtual execution engine complemented by dynamic threat intelligence to identify and block cyber attacks in real time and across the different stages of an attack lifecycle. Uh, before you even have an idea, think about how you construct it backwards from the problem. Once you reverse engineer the solution, you have to validate it with a potential customer. That's his philosophy. And uh, so he jumps ship from uh, McAfee, if I remember right here, um, and comes into this company. So that's pretty interesting in and of itself because you've got these guys are all shuffling around here, uh, as we'll soon see. Uh, and moving into... It's like once you get in the club, you kind of know everyone. Right, yeah. Once you've got your, your your base set, you're good to go. So who owns it now? Um, let's see. So my research turned up in just a second. The board of directors is Kevin Mandio. And he's kind of an interesting fellow, but that's not the one I'm super interested in in terms of this conversation. Who I'm interested in is this Enrique Salem. Enrique Salem is chairman of the board of FireEye. He's the managing director of Bain Capital Ventures. Bain? Yeah, Bain. What? Just keeps showing up in different ways. He served as a member of the board of directors since February 2013 and is our chairman of the board since March 2017. He previously served as our lead independent director from February 2016 to 2017. Uh, he's been with Jeeves, Peter Norton, which is a semantic mm-hmm. antivirus. And it, most interestingly... He previously served on the board of directors of Automatic Data Processing from January 2010 to 2013, Semantic Corporation from April 2009 to July 2012, here in the Australia Award from Hispanic, Enrique Jose AB in Computer Science from uh, Dartmouth College. But one thing that I'm not seeing here, oh, here it is. Enrique was appointed to President Barack Obama's Management Advisory Board. Hmm. So we've got Russia. Mm-hmm. We've got Orion. Mm-hmm. We've got Egypt. Mm-hmm. We've got FireEye. And we have the U.S. Treasury and a nation state that is attacking the U.S. in this particular case hmm. through this company's infrastructure. Yeah. And for the past probably two and to three. Bain, don't forget Bain. And Bain, in the past two to three days, we've had massive outages, mm-hmm. like on Google and mm-hmm. other big players that are just stumbling all over themselves. Mm-hmm. YouTube. And it's not for want of infrastructure that these people are doing that. So. It's interesting to me because, as we know, there's an entire thing going on. It's a, some would say a conspiracy that, that ties <laughs> to again. ties to Russia and Trump and um, the election mm-hmm. 
and what's happening with uh, all that. So what do you think? What do you think about all those things? Do you think they're connected? Everything's connected. That's something we've learned. All right. So we also know that the, the Secret Service originally was formed by who? Why are you doing this to me? Live online? You ought to know these things. We've studied them for the past like five years. Today. Lincoln. Lincoln was Lincoln. the one. Lincoln, okay. So he, he set himself over the... He was the... Well, he didn't, but the Secret Service first began under him, correct? That's what I said, yes. Okay. Yeah. So he was the the originator of the Secret Service for the Treasury Department. So they had, they had issues with people counterfeiting money, and they wanted to stop that because Lincoln was trying to get the national currency away from uh, the banks of the world, which some would say have an influence that sounds like Rothschild. Mm-hmm. So he had done the greenbacks, and he was attempting to make sure that no further funny stuff started happening with their money whatsoever. So he appointed the Secret Service to oversee it. No counterfeiting, in right. essence. And then some people say that the order that he made to establish this particular unit uh, was passed almost the night that he was assassinated, like right on top wow. of it. And guess who wanted to move the, uh, the Treasury back? Uh, the Secret Service back to the Treasury Department. I don't know. Donald Trump. <gasps> so you've got this whole situation that's taken shape with all this. It goes first from the, the sun having a solar flare to then Egypt, Orion, solar winds. And they're saying things like this nation state, which uh, I have the best approximation of who that is. Uh, it's, uh, I think they call them Cozy Bear or... Something along those lines, yeah, Cozy Bear. Nation's Foreign Intelligence Service, the SVR, they breached email systems in some cases, so the people familiar with the intrusions. The same Russian group hacked the State Department and the White House email servers during the Obama administration. Hmm. So there's that echo again hmm. between Obama and, um, and Trump. So there's a whole lot of interesting little parallels here that are first cosmic, then, evidently, in the IT domain, and then finally... I mean, there was a, an immediate... Reaction. Reaction, immediately. Quite... Which is unusual. I mean, you know, we, we can see connections all the time, but that was pretty quick and pretty clear. Quite prominent mm-hmm. reaction that goes all the way back into the forming of the Secret Service and the Treasury Department, if you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. It's like all these events keep rehappening over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's unusual, don't you think? Well, in my world, no, but yeah. Right. So No more unusual than our cat. So, yeah, apparently he was very fired up today and very annoying. So, Miss Holly Pants. She's decided to wait until we're going to do our show to make all <laughs> kinds of distractions, So, which is really pleasant. So, yeah, so I'm going to have those links up on our, our homepage to these things so people can look for themselves. Okay. And uh, make their decision about what's happening and why so what you're saying is that the planets actually the sun the moon the stars all have immediate effect on uh, our I'm, world i'm but not saying that i'm demonstrably showing you okay that there is a connection do you between believe in a coincidence that's the right. question either what are the odds either all that stuff happened like whoops accidentally mm-hmm. or it didn't right and i'm not it's saying I'm not passing judgment on it personally. I'm not telling you my beliefs in the mm, situation. Okay. I'm telling you what I noticed from an evidential point of view. Well, you know my line. Right. Either everything means something or nothing does. Make a decision. 
So yeah, it's, it's if, if if some things don't mean something, then who gets to be the arbiter of saying, well, this thing doesn't mean, and this thing does. Right. And, I mean. Yeah, the uh, I think the moral of the story is don't do butt stuff because it'll get you into trouble every single time because clearly our cat had some issues in that domain. <laughs> and it looks also like uh, the uh, uh, group FireEye had some trouble with that in the end. Seems like it. I don't know if Obama did or not, but it sounds like they got hacked, so I guess he did if that guy was in office at that point, mm-hmm. uh, SC's guy. So, all right. Okay, well, that's interesting. That covers that. Thanks. Now we can get to do the segment I call Catching Up on JB and Melissa. Mm. So, where do you want to do with that? I don't know. What do you have in mind? Well, it's been a while since everybody's heard from us. The last time they really heard a podcast before the promo was uh, the wrapping up of France. Yeah. So, um, if you weren't or a part of our life, then a whole lot happened, as I was explaining earlier today, so much so that I can't even remember everything. It's been insane. So, everything you're seeing out there today, we've experienced on some level. Um, you can only imagine. So, what 2020 sees, we've been seeing for the past three years. But we did, we did kind of warn about it. We said it was kind of something was coming. Right, yeah, because when I first came to our former store, Alchemy. Alchemy. Yeah, Alchemy. I said, I said things like uh, eclipse, solar eclipse slash uh, blood moon bad, and get ready. And everybody's yeah. like, I don't really know what you mean. <laughs> well, this is exactly what I meant. You see all this COVID <laughs> stuff and people are running around buying toilet paper like they've lost their minds. That's again. And cats, like they've got their tail on fire running through the house and... That's pretty much it. Like, that's the kind of thing that I was trying to say, hey, we should probably consider right. this pretty carefully. And, and, no. and everybody was like, nah, those guys are phonies. Yeah. They're full of crap. They're just jokers. They didn't really realize that the whole point of the store in part was to get everybody ready for all the stuff that was about to occur on this front and all these things. That the right. So uh, I left and I went to France. I think the last episode was with Leslie. And um, uh, a lot of people who I had met through a certain group on Facebook that was full of interesting and variables, uh, variable types of people. And, and uh, anyway, that's how I ended up getting to France and Scotland um, to, uh, through these types of people. And Right. I endorsed the Scotland trip, <laughs> but well, I, I did not endorse the France trip. Uh, that was a lifelong dream for me to get right. to France. So, was, you know, I was so close. And I definitely wouldn't have endorsed it during a blood moon. And as you as you remember, it got really weird. Yes, I do recall. And it didn't stop getting weird after that. And that is why I wouldn't <laughs> have endorsed the trip to France if I had been asked. Well, everything for a reason, right? right so yeah. everything uh, kind of got really crazy for us for a while. Um for to the point of uh, what was it? I think we no, we ended up showing that in 2016. We did a show on that. I think it was episode seven or eight. Yeah, the the, the final thing was the the double trip that that you and Leslie had. And, right, uh, we, we discussed that. We have a lost interview that if I find someday that I'll post as well, but I'm not sure where it is at the moment. That right, was part of that, but right now it's lost. Right. So. But yeah, that was the last thing. So people haven't really heard from us since. It's like we kind of disappeared off the digital world. So. Well, yeah. So our we got displatformed, or deplatformed, I guess you could say. Right. Uh, our website, ne- Nearly Saker, got hacked for some reason because you know we're so important. And I think you did a blog post about what actually happened to uh, to that, and they basically kidnapped our. Um, 
name online yeah. and then now it's worth two thousand dollars because yeah, wow can, you can read about that at jbshirtsinger.com but I, I don't really discuss who did it or why i simply note that a company is involved mm-hmm. so the the back end of our old uh, website was wordpress uh, which i used because ease of use mainly and everybody can kind of <laughs> get by with it pretty well and i came into it one day and surprise surprise it had been hacked which i wasn't so that was like by. the beginning of noticing things were getting weird. We noticed people were starting to act somewhat strangely around us. Well, um, people would come into the store acting weirdly as well mm-hmm. and uh, saying various things that if you didn't know better, you would think they had some kind of, um, what's the word I would use, an agenda. An agenda? Yeah, like mm-hmm. a certain kind of agenda, trying to feel you out to see mm-hmm. what you might say if. Well, almost like they were trying to set us up. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, like different mm. different people coming in trying to cause problems, and so um, you you wonder why mm-hmm. naturally because. Well, I started noticing right before the big day, um, there was some strange events happening, like uh, people just suddenly showing up at our store that had items for sale in our store, gathering their items. Like it seemed like there was a mass movement of people right. suddenly pulling out. And I thought that was strange. There was also another odd experience of seeing people out in public, and um, they had some interesting um, reactions to us um, over. Right. So, so let, let's be clear about this because our story was somewhat metaphysical, and it's our job to know things somewhat mm-hmm. that other people don't, right? Mm-hmm. So, what we're saying is this came as a complete shock to us, right? Is no, we're saying no. No. no, so we weren't shocked by this particular thing. No, we, we kind of already knew there was some things happening. But so, so we couldn't really say anything to people other than... Why not? People had to make choices. Right, so the first thing when, it, when you go to like profit school or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it is that you make a prophecy. And usually the, the, the moon is turned red or the sun's blotted out and the stars are... Mm-hmm. Like there's something like that, mm-hmm. which we've had quite a bit of. Yeah, there's been a lot of like that. Many, many, many mm-hmm. of those. And then you say something like, mm, I think we should repent. Yeah. And then everybody gets a choice. This is something most people don't understand that when it comes to prophecy, there's actually choice involved. Right. Because they think it's just going to be. Right. And it can be, but there's different ways. So Nineveh with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jonah. Jonah, right. Mm-hmm. It's the most famous one because he's like really mad. Yeah, he got mad. Because <laughs> he's he like, mad like they're not supposed to repent. Right, because he hated the Assyrians because they were mean to Israel. Mm. And he was like, I really am not pleased with the fact that they've repented. <laughs> and he tried to like run away from being the prophet. Right. And everything. And Yahweh gave him that experience with the plant and mm-hmm. you know, they gave him shade and said, is your anger rightly kindled? Mm-hmm. In other words, they repented. So then everybody goes, well, I guess Jonah wasn't a very good prophet. Well, he was a false prophet. false prophet because he said all that stuff and it didn't really come to happen and blah, 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 blah. Right. But they don't think about the fact that there's a million different Ninevehs. Like mm-hmm. the spirit that animated Nineveh reoccurs mm-hmm. over and over and over and over and over and over and over, which is really Assyria, which Assyria was a military power. Well, right. And you should also discuss that being swallowed by the whale and the black sun and all of that. Well, I kind of figure they know those things. But that, mm, that's probably a, not, that's but a, that's a bigger discussion. The so. eclipse of 2017. Right. right. So Jonah you, all fit together. Right. And all those things are, are related. Mm-hmm. The sign that, that uh, Yahshua referred to and he said to a wicked generation, I give you but one sign is in my opinion, a solar eclipse, which is the sign of Jonah's ministry. Because when the whale swallowed him, it was like it was swallowing the sun. In mm-hmm. other words, they saw it as a big Leviathan that gulped it down. And that's your cue that you should behave. 
So evidently he went to Assyria and there was an eclipse, uh, according to different sources. And um, that was their sign. Right. So there was this big eclipse. And um, we experienced that in Princeton. Right. On August 21st. 2017. 2017, yeah. Which I tried to prepare everyone for quite well. Because it happened to be the day of the anniversary of the Kelly Alien. Kelly Aliens, yeah. Invasion in Princeton, Mm -hmm. which we had some people that were tied to that. Right, the previous store owner. It was was her family. Also your mom and dad's wedding anniversary. (laughs) It was my mom and dad's uh, wedding anniversary. And also my dad died in 2005, the day before. Right. August 20th, he died. So so then we were trying to prepare everybody for that. And let's not forget, I also, uh, our store... Uh, when we purchased it, uh, was actually made official on August 21st. Right. But I didn't plan any of and that. And we were the only ones doing this in Christian Presbyterian uh, Princeton, Kentucky. Yeah. Which has a church. Well, pretty much Western Kentucky at that time. Has a church. I don't think there was many others. Has a church on every block. had a full service metaphysical church, store. Church on every block nearly in this place. Right. So they ought to, if anybody ought to be kind of responding to these things. You would think it'd be a place that had many churches. They did. They had a big party, I think. Didn't How, they? How'd that work out? Mm, you can read about it in the paper, I think. Right, yeah. So some of them did. They tried to do revivals and stuff, but maybe they weren't done with the right motive. Because, I don't know. Yeah, you have to repent. That's the key. Right. So it's not my place to say whether they repented or not. We but. did tell people a party is probably not a good idea. Right, yeah. Pizza party is a bad idea right now. So I don't know whether or not they did that, but what we do know is that some of them that we reached out to during this time did not assist us when we were having issues. Correct? So some of the churches that we reached out to when we were starting to have some problems did not. What was the problem? The problems that we were having? Mm -hmm. um, Well, some people that were, uh, how shall we say, liberally minded tried to come into our uh, store to usurp our store. Uh, mainly the pagan variety, uh, and they wanted to promote a certain agenda, we'll say, and I disagreed with that agenda uh, in the sense that they were trying to promote it, and uh, they decided to raise a fuss. Right around what? Was it uh, Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish holiday there? Yeah, I woke up on uh, the morning of Rosh Hashanah and found that there was this... uh uh, targeted attack against us, which I call cyber terroristic attacks, where it was a planned op where people got ahead and uh, posted on, um, I don't know, five to ten uh, public websites or public Facebook groups, um, basically saying non truths about us or taking half truths and twisting them. So, so like propaganda, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Right. And, the prob- and I offered for people to come in if they had any problems to discuss with us, which right. no one would do. Yeah, no one would set foot in the store. Not one. Because they were not Yeah, so, uh, right, so it was on the uh, day, the morning of Rosh Hashanah, and uh, we had plans to... Which they denied, knowing that it was a Jewish holiday. Right. But then, it also happened again later. Right, it happened the second time on another Jewish, another Jewish holiday, holiday in right. November. And then it happened a third time again right. uh, in July, I believe it was. At an, I mean, it was just three in a row. I mean, they were batting a thousand for Jewish holidays attacks. But they, so then they tried to deny right. that it was any kind of anti-Semitic um, or uh, Jewish, anti-Jewish uh, right. and propaganda. I should, and I should say that our store kind of morphed into a church as things went along. 
Right. So because um, there was death threats thrown at us, actually, we got phone calls and letters and all kinds of interesting things. There was a lot of people involved in this this, uh, op, as I call it. And uh, they all deny. They deny it to this day, but we have plenty of proof to say otherwise. So 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 what happened was basically uh, we decided that uh, being um, we didn't uh, want to you know cause any further uh, disruptions we could have made a fuss we could have screamed and yelled and done all kinds of things but because we thought it would be better just to be quiet like to just not not to stir the water anymore right but that was never good enough that didn't it was never good enough so um, it continued on for the next year year and a half and then we got blamed right um, for doing what was quote unquote Jewish black magic on them and attacking them with Jewish black magic. Correct. Because that's never been done to Jewish people where there were lies saying that they, you know, killed children and put their blood in matzah and stuff and did Jewish black magic. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a old, you know, it's been done a million times. And the funny thing is that there, and I really didn't care about these people. didn't even think about them for quite a long time. So, it was kind of came as the, the funny thing is that the very people that attacked in this situation are the ones that are marginalized, usually along with the Jewish people. Typically. Right. So m- most of the time, the first people that go, if there's a hostile force, are going to be the Jewish people, mm-hmm. gypsies, mm-hmm. Uh, pagans that are holding something interesting that nobody agrees with, you know, from the point of view of the deep state. Mm-hmm. And um, so there should have been. Sort of a natural alliance there, a natural affinity for, like, mm-hmm. this could all go to where... I didn't feel hostile towards right, any no. of those people. I didn't either, but uh, they did us, and we lost mm-hmm. contact with a lot of people that supposedly were our friends, mm-hmm. like, during this thing. People that, when I look back on it, I don't really want to call friends. Like, I mm-hmm. call them people that might have been acquaintances that presented themselves as friends. Right. So... That was a pretty uh, dramatic experience, and it became the it was. the 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 shot became a church because I wasn't attempting to monetize uh, the the message of penitence in the sense of let's make huge sales. Right. Uh, I gave away many thousands of hours of advice, advice meditation, and actual equipment stuff, all kinds <laughs> of different <laughs> Lots things. Lots of things, yeah. So it wasn't like it was making us a small fortune. No. If anything, it was keeping us alive and situated in a house. Right modestly modestly yeah we weren't living like i didn't we still drove a very old car and lived very simply and wasn't doing much so and the reason we did that ultimately was because we felt compelled that the signs that were being presented right we knew that that just as much as they would get anyone else who was right you know living in a way that wasn't right right when i say right i mean according to the laws that have been given to us um through our faith which is and it's, it, it was a little bit like the, the Trump investigation in the sense that we went through every level and people kept not doing what they should have been doing. In right. Words. There was, mm-hmm. and this is before that. Oh, yeah. We're three years ahead of that. Three years ahead of it. And we said, here's this thing. It could be a problem. And reported it many different places. And of course, the police were like, do you want to press charges against this person? It's like, no, it's bigger than that. Even if you went after one person, it wouldn't really fix this particular right. problem. It's, it's, it's ingrained. We could have. Could have, but we chose not to. And uh, I don't regret that choice. Right. Uh, but it does make it difficult when you when you have uh, a whole community 
with this type of value because it's shutting your voice down. It's it's not allowing that was you to. the whole key. It right. was it wasn't just like I disagree with you. It was they wanted to destroy us. Right. Like for why I don't care how you live that much. I mean, if you come into my store at that time and you ask us advice, right? We're gonna give you what we believe as private store owner owners in the United States of America that has a free voice to be able to state our opinions and you choose to come in, you're free to leave or you're free to not come in. You're free to not visit us. Right. But apparently we were felt people felt we were a threat. So I want to segue now after yeah. discussing that. What are the spiritual implications of that kind of deplatforming? Because we're, we're seeing it across the board now. Like it's not just a store. It's, Anybody who doesn't support, like, say, masking laws or somebody who, right, whatever yeah, we're it seeing is, this on a big scale now. Like, so for instance, in Seattle, we can look at what's happening there with the Antifa crowd and the burning down of their buildings, which uh, that was a threat that happened to us that they were going to burn us down. They were going to burn our building down. So we, you know, we seen we have seen every piece and aspect of this. So uh, spiritual implication is is that. Um, there's a divide between the left and right that's become a huge, massive, massive uh, gulf that doesn't seem to be healing or rift or that anybody cares to heal. So what I warned about at the store in the church was a harvest. And that's the, yes. the old version of what Yahweh would do before, it's a sifting, right? before something would happen. Mm-hmm. He would call everybody and then if you didn't do it, the nation got judged and then it would get progressively worse. Right. Depending on whether people Correct. repented or not. Right. And that's exactly what's happened, in my that's view. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, and for, for that message, in this particular instance, for being willing to speak it, for acting as a bellwether or a warning device to try to help people out of this right. situation, what happened was we were deplatformed, mm-hmm. we were silenced, mm-hmm. and basically everything that you see slandered. now, slandered, you, you mm-hmm. see now, uh, our house screwed up or business right because up. we had to shut our doors because right. people were <laughs> so it's crazy it's, stuff it's very serious oh and, it's very and, serious and it's not done because nope. the covid market after this the housing market all the, the lost funding mm-hmm. this is in my view directly attributable to all those people who i warned yes. previous to this point right and gave an opportunity and said before this ever took place it gets very serious during these times. Mm-hmm. And we're just beginning to still see a glimpse of the seriousness that it came. We're, we're babies. This The United States is a, is a child mm-hmm. when it comes to not being able to do what it wants to do, when it comes to being disciplined, um, you know, in different ways, like, say, in Israel, for instance, mm-hmm. like, most of the Israelis would kind of go, boy, this is bad. Like, they would kind of have a, a framework to understand. Mm-hmm. The United States has nothing. It's like... Well, you have the Civil War, but that seems to be... That was know, us. That, <laughs> that was each us other once again. Fighting against us over slavery, which is another element to all this that right. will maybe be a future podcast. Mm-hmm. But over and over again, you keep seeing this echo again and again and again and again and again. And the consequences and repercussions hit. The same thing happened in Nazi Germany. I mean, everybody right. uses Nazi Germany because everybody goes, oh, that was bad. And they you know, always compare whatever their cause is to not Nazis. <laughs> Whatever it is they're doing <laughs> is not Nazis. Yeah. But usually kind of in the subtext is it's sort of Nazis, like they've got some radicalization happening. Because if you're not holding the Torah, you're probably going to be a Nazi. Mm-hmm. At one level or another, you're going to get driven in some direction you don't really want to be in, whatever value that is, mm-hmm. because the Torah is kind of your measuring stick. So the spiritual implication is that as a nation now, 
we, we're going through this sorting this dialogue that's insane mm-hmm. we can't tell up from down left and right which is exactly what a solar eclipse does yes it turns everything on its head anciently and otherwise and then as a little extra tap on the shoulder there's the solar winds hacking thing with the treasury right. and the secret mm-hmm. service and all these different things so th- there's only one conclusion i can draw here for for me personally and that is that people hate the voice of anything that sounds like yahweh they hate it. Now, why would you do that? The only thing I can think of is you're doing some bad things that you do not want exposed. Mm-hmm. So you will try to do everything in your power to to silence it, to shut it down, because you're afraid of the consequence right. of, of, of that. And to me, that's an issue since, you know, in my view, Yahweh made life. If you are afraid of that, then what does that say about you? Right. What does it say about your values? What does it say about what you're holding? Very, very serious things to me because you can justify all kinds of things. Let's say you're not religious. I've been in that boat in the past where I didn't really have any sort of belief. Let's say that you're not and you hold strong morals about life or something like that. Well, what's going to prevent you from or being able, what's going to be able to make you see if somebody else isn't doing that? How are you going to be able to see it clearly if you have no metric? If you just say, well, I believe in, I don't know, freedom. That's abstract. What's that mean? Does that it mean means something different to everyone? Everybody has a different take on it. So very I could be maybe one person says I would like to be free to just you know walk by a stream, and another one says I enjoy murdering people. But, right. You know, <laughs> I mean, it is a freedom. There's got to be levels. There's got to be laws. Right. And if you don't have a way to, to to measure that or to bind it, you have no idea what you're getting into because people lose their minds because mm-hmm. they get desire on the the face of the planet. So deplatforming is very bad, and the spiritual implications are you can get taken through the ringer, like this whole situation that we appear to all be in collectively at this point. So I'm um, glad that we're finally podcasting again, and we, we were able to survive that process the, yes. that we had to go through, which sucked. I don't recommend uh, anybody. Like, I'd give it like well, one. You know, here's the deal. It's not good for anyone, even the people who were behind this. No. It's not good for them. I give it like a one-star one review would not do again. <laughs> right. And, um, I mean, I say it lightly, but it was, it was very bad, mm-hmm. very difficult to be uh, betrayed and people doing bad things when all you're trying to do is say, hey. Hey, yeah. And then you're right. Completely vindicated. Right. Listen to me. Completely <laughs> vindicated. All of you friends and enemies listening to this, I was right. I told you so. Ooh, the prophet of I told right. you so. So, without debate. Um. Anyway, so... Let's kind of uh, wrap that up, and we'll segue over to something a little bit lighter. <laughs> so, so we do have some stores at this point. Do you have any that you would yeah, like to? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, uh, Yahweh was good. He was able to uh, move us through this and gave us a lot of great ideas. You, you had some great ideas to be able to have us uh, move through this uh, and still maintain our stores. Uh, we went virtual and uh, have a couple uh, virtual uh, stores. One of them is, uh, both of them are on Etsy, and one is Magi Market, and that one is geared for uh, people that are more biblically minded or mm, maybe more, I don't know, Eastern minded, I suppose, and um, right, because mainly incense and there, such. There tends to be a division in the Western mind between like incense there is. and... There is, yeah. like, yeah, I don't understand that myself, but well, you know, some people have an that, that whole version. They think it's all witchcraft trial thing kind of left some marks on people. Yeah, I, I don't know. So, uh, and um, 
the other one is Vox Magdalenia, which sounds like a mouthful, but uh, uh, that one, if you look it up on Etsy, uh, is just some basic. I mean, I just have mostly jewelry at this point, some crystals and such. So people love that now of all persuasions. Right. Um, but uh, so those are two stores that uh, you can put links to also. Well, we'll see because I don't want to overload everything, but there'll be links to it uh, for certain. Right. But yes. uh, but there is still there's still something, in other words. It's yeah. Not, so I still also do reflexology, but I, d- I can't do it as much now because of COVID. I'm very right. careful about it. But if, you, if somebody's really in hurting and in pain, you know, I, I don't want right. to keep people from that. And um yeah, so yeah, because uh, because of COVID, which everyone caused by being selfish, in essence, yeah, right? Yeah. She can't breathe. Yeah, can't breathe. So, and that's interesting because you know, with air pollution, people have trouble with that anyway. So mm-hmm. it's hard to tell the difference between air pollution and COVID. Yeah, kind of the same things, really. When you get down, except to the it. pollution's inside yourself and your lungs shut down. Right, that's the difference. So the in the end we we were prospered and we really haven't talked about that the spiritualness but of which we'll COVID. get we'll, we'll get to we'll that, get to that. and maybe we'll have some guests maybe we'll have a variety of opinions that would be interesting yeah like uh, different people that espouse different points of view because right. that's what's missing nowadays is like a dialogue that's different points of view that's mm-hmm. not insane <laughs> where people are beating each other and right. screaming in their face yeah. yeah repeatedly and knocking bottles catching their buildings on fire bottles of vines off the shelf and calling them all kinds of things yeah. right mm. so on that note i think uh go ahead and wrap this up for this time okay i'm joe bill Scherzinger. and i'm melissa sims and we are nearly I'm sacred dot us dot in every time that's because it's not dot com anymore uh, it's dot us dot us